Update at noon, midday to 1 p.m. We join on the line by Ukrainian political scientist Dr. Kari Oderman. Dr. Kari, we spoke previously and you were in the capital of Ukraine, but we're speaking to you today from Bonn in Germany. So what's happened? Like many expats, I had to um, leave the country. Let me just walk you through what has happened so your listeners get a feeling for what I experienced. Um, Of course, there had been lots of reports in the media and rumors that the tensions from Russia were increasing and there was an imminent risk of invasion. However, when you're in the capital city, Kyiv, things were business as usual. All of the shelves on um, in the stores were well stocked. People were going about their daily lives. So there's quite a juxtaposition between what the Ukrainians are feeling and what um, foreign embassies have told their nationals to do. On Friday evening, after the White House press conference with the uh, National Security Advisor Jake Sullivan was on TV in the evening Ukrainian time, Most Americans were told to leave within 48 hours. Then um, that's when my family decided that we were going to drive out. Um, So we've driven the past three days from Ukraine to Germany um, to follow the advice of the U.S. Embassy. The U.S. Embassy itself, I think was mentioned in the report, has now moved from Kyiv and has an outpost in the western Ukrainian city of Lviv. So what we've seen is a buildup of forces, uh, Russian and, of course, uh, allied forces uh, along the frontier with uh, the Ukraine. And looking at how things have developed, um, you know, just I was just scouring some of the wires uh, before the interview and I see some German forces have also now uh, been deployed there and uh, Russian forces said to be 100,000 strong at this point. And uh, the Allied forces expecting others, uh, NATO forces coming in from other countries as well. So how are the people on the ground in Ukraine responding to all of this? They are quite, I don't want to use the word relaxed, but we need to put this in a frame of reference. Since 2014, there has been a conflict with Russia. And because of that, an analogy I like to use to make people from the outside understand is when you fill a bathtub up with hot water and you put your foot into it, it might seem warm to you at first, but then you get used to the temperature. So we have a situation where most Ukrainians, politicians, and citizens alike have been sitting in hot water since 2014. So when a foreign national, an expat like me, or an embassy employee comes into the situation in Ukraine, we have a completely different frame of reference. And that is why President Zelensky has been saying that a lot of the Western diplomats who told their citizens to leave are exaggerating the situation. Ukrainians simply have a different frame of reference. Now, anytime there's over 100,000 troops surrounding a country, it might seem logical to be a little bit apprehensive. Within the last hour, there have been major news outlets reporting, though, that Russia is pulling back some troops. Now, from over 100,000 troops, if you pull back 10,000, 15,000, there's still an impressive force there with a potential to attack. 
And this is, of course, um, what the world is watching at the moment. Uh, we are, for example, uh, concerned about the oil price going up as a result of uh, this particular situation. Almost, um, uh, it's about 90 dollars per barrel of Brent crude at the moment. And uh, this, of course, for various reasons, concerns um, many people around the world. But in in terms of whether an attack is imminent, and I, and I know you've just touched on this, but Moscow is saying that, um, no, they, they, they don't, uh, uh, Vladimir Putin hasn't given any indication that this will happen. You listen to the United States, they are saying, well, we're expecting an attack this week. And as you say, perhaps uh, the people in Ukraine are just, you know, we've been here in this situation. We don't know what's going to happen. So what should the world make of all of this? First of all, let's talk about the oil prices. Yes, energy prices are going up and the world is very dependent on the cost of a barrel of oil. And all of the signs show with the troop buildup that there might be an invasion. At the same time, it could just be posturing of some sort, a huge bluff to make clear how much control Russia and the Kremlin have over oil prices right now. One of the things that occurred to me was several days ago when U.S. President Joe Biden was speaking, he made clear that Nord Stream 2 would not happen if Ukraine was invaded. Now, let's look at the appeal from the contrary there. Does that mean that Nord Stream 2 will happen if Russia stays out of Ukraine? Has President Vladimir Putin been able to shift the narrative instead of the danger of Nord Stream 2 being canceled on its own account before the troop buildup? Has he now been able to ensure that it will go through as leverage if he behaves himself, for lack of a better expression? This is something I've been watching with with interest. So this may be dip, this may be posturing from the Russian side, but all of the signs from the American side do point to a likely invasion. And, and, and even if it is posturing, let's talk about the president of Ukraine, um, uh, President Zelensky, and the fact that I remember when he became president, you know, the world, at least uh, on our side here in South Africa, um, we were quite astounded that someone who, uh, you know, was a comedian, um, as it was reported at the time, has now become a president, you know, uh, not just about the possibilities that this opens up to everybody else. But um, is that a factor in terms of uh, why Russia might flex its muscle uh, looking at who is the man at the top in the Ukraine? I think there's something to do with that. But you have to keep in mind you're speaking with someone who ha lived, is from a country where a reality TV star was the president for four years when Donald Trump was in office. <laughs> it's always surprising. <laughs> Thank you. It's always surprising when someone comes outside of politics and is then elected by the voters. That's a sign that the citizens of that country are demanding a change um, through the means that they have possible. One of the earmarks, though, of someone that comes outside from outside of politics is the idea that, you know, they think they can do it differently or better. And once they get into office, they see the challenges, uh, bureaucracy and other factors that they have to consider. So I don't necessarily think President Zelensky is um, doing a bad job. What I do think, though, is 
he was perhaps somewhat overconfident early on in his career. Another issue with President Zelensky is he hasn't had the years to build up a political team and there may be some gatekeeping involved with him where more politic, more experienced, um, more savvy people are um, not allowing all the information to come to him. But that's just conjecture on my part. And just a quick final one, um, Dr. Oderman. Uh, this is from one of our listeners uh, who wants to know, in terms of the impact of a possible attack, uh, what sort of impact could it have beside oil prices, as an example for us? Uh, for us, meaning the rest of the world, yes. um, oil, yes. prices of, oil prices, of course. If we look at um, what happened in 2014 with MH17, how that affected airspace issues um, around the world and what's considered there, it could have a long-term effect if there is an attack and any commercial flights are damaged. Again, not only from the, the energy prospect, but also from what airline tickets cost. If you look at um, if this attack goes through, it's going to take it's going to take Europe at least 15 years to find um, other sources of energy, and um, it we might have to deal with the high oil prices for 15 the next 15 years. Um, this could also have a wave of immigration, probably not reaching you all in South Africa, but um, the European Union may have to deal with um, Ukrainians and others fleeing. Dr. Kari Oderman, always a, a pleasure speaking to you. Thanks so much. And uh, Dr. Oderman speaking to us today from Bonn in Germany and uh, not from uh, Kiev as she was the last time because of what has happened over the last few weeks and days. Update at noon, midday to 1 p.m.